Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. And welcome. I'll, I'll do that again, actually. Ho, ho, ho. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast here on Christmas Eve, everybody. It's present day tomorrow. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Christmas Chop. Ah, you see what I've done there. So you tried. You got mixed up with the CH from Chopper I and just, the CH in Christmas. Do, how do you think? When you think, mm-hmm. do you think in sound or do you think in text? <laughs> Depends what I'm thinking about, I yeah. think. I think I usually think in sound, but weirdly there. <laughs> I was uh, text. I was reading the thoughts. <laughs> which doesn't quite work. And I'm joined by Christmas Chopper Pete. Hi. How's it going? Pretty well yourself? Yeah, pretty good. I'm On excited. Christmas Eve? I'm excited for Christmas. What are you excited? Uh, anything specifically you're excited about? Well, I'm going to be spending it with my parents, which is the first time I can spend Christmas with my parents in quite a few years. Why is uh, that? Uh, generally just because the last jobs I've had have meant I've been working and I've been living far away, so I wouldn't be able to make the travel in time and things like that. So. They made you work on Christmas Day in Greg's? Uh, no, uh, but... I'd be working, like, late Christmas Eve mm. and Boxing Day morning. So I was like, well, I don't have the time to get back to my parents and then back again. So I'd have nothing to do on Christmas Day, but I couldn't go and celebrate Christmas with them, which was a bit sucky. So there was a, there was a few a few years in a row where circumstances dictated. Like, And before that, I was working at a game store. So I was definitely working Christmas Eve and Boxing Day because those are two of the busiest days of the year. 
That's so. outrageous that your previous employers made you work on Christmas Eve. I know. Isn't it insane? Oh. And now I'm in a job where, thankfully, I don't have to do that at all. Oh, wait. Here hey, I am. I'm right here with you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm thoroughly excited. I'm actually going to be traveling to my parents right after we finish working here today. You've got, like, a, a CD for the car? Is it, is it by train? It's by train, yeah. Segway. Because I, I don't have a car. I don't have a car so, anymore. Yeah. Sold it this year. I can drive. I just, it's expensive, though, isn't it? For not much. When you can get around so easily in, in London, London in yeah. public transport. So. Greta Thunberg came over and she said, Ollie, get rid of the car. <laughs> you should ride your bike everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I did that for four months. And now I just get Ubers. Yeah. <laughs> so you, Sorry, you just swapped one car for another car. <laughs> like this evening, yeah. I'm the, the, my Santa's sleigh this afternoon will be an Uber. Nice. Me and my lady partner have far too many presents. I've taken a half of Half of them are in the office right now. Yes, they are. You've seen them. I have. I was wrapping up my lady partner's present. Mm-hmm. She's going to get here at four. So mm. we do have to try and... Do this in an hour. See, we originally said my lady partner was going to get here for four as well. Really? And then she was like, actually, I'm just going to meet you at the station further down because uh, it's a bit of a diversion for us. She was like, I can't really be bothered. I was like, that's works. totally fair. Yeah. And it does mean, though, that she has to take the suitcase, which I'm totally okay with. My I, lady that would be my job. In, and she's, she's going to sit while you're editing this podcast. Mm-hmm. She's going to be wrapping up all my family's presents. <laughs> because as you saw... I can't rap. You can't. You can't rap. But someone in this room can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great segue. Thanks, man. And also, partially true. I mean, okay, so I'm assuming you're talking about karaoke. Yes, Christmas party, Christmas karaoke, party karaoke Friday night. I, was, I was in yesterday with Randy, mm. and Randy said... Because Randy had to leave, unfortunately. I heard he mm. told a thrilling story on the SmackDown podcast. <laughs> he did. Of his journey home. It's what everyone wanted to hear about. Yeah, exactly. Not the, not the crazy shenanigans at karaoke, but no. Andy getting trains. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or lack of trains, because it was late and the diversions he had to take. Uh, yeah, I know. It was thrilling stuff. So Andy said to me, mm-hmm. was, was Pete's rap really good? And I was like, yeah, well, that's good. He was like... Oh, he said it was like the best thing he's ever done. That's not even close to being true. He said he he was so happy with it. (laughs) And he he, he showed me as soon as I got in. (laughs) I don't know how much of that he said and how much of that is just you just projecting onto him. So you performed Eight Mile. Lose Yourself. By Eminem. I put Oh, yeah, it's not called Eight Mile, is it? Eight eight Mile's the Mm. movie, aren't they? Uh, I put a clip of it in the Smackdown review actually because I said I don't have a voice here's why and I did a little clip just so people could see it somehow send you that clip you did it was Uh, not working on my new phone that I've only and this is real talk this isn't me making a hyperbole joke I only just figured out how to answer phone calls (laughs) it's been so good (laughs) because generally Ollie will receive a few calls a day business 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 and for the last few days before, you know, all the Christmas parties and stuff, he'd be answering the phone and be like, guys, there's another call Luke coming had in. had to start Help. answering the phone for me. <laughs> so I think I know what the issue is because I like to have grayscale on the phone so everything's in black right. and white. My previous phone, you could tell mm-hmm. between the two colors. Right. But this... It's the I, same. I, the, the red button looked more, more green. More green. Gray. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, yeah, I sent sent that to you. Yeah, you 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 did a good. It was a good. You were so into it. I watched it I back when I sent it to you. I was you quite start, drunk at the time as you well. Started off very. I would say everyone else there was doing a sort of tongue in cheek, but when you did it. Hey, that was real. I did tongue in cheek to start with. I think when you were busy getting drinks at the bar, I did I'm on a boat by mm. the Lonely Island, which was very tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm talking about this song specifically. But then I did lose yourself. And that was yeah, Mom's spaghetti. I, I mean, I got into it, man. It was great. I loved it. You know, there's that famous uh, story about Orson Welles, <laughs> who, who always said that he's he, he, he doesn't think method acting's a thing. He just right. goes in there and he, he does the scene. Mm-hmm. He acts. Okay. But when he was filming Citizen Kane, mm-hmm. there's a scene where he has to throw a snow globe across the room. Yeah. He sort of trashes the room. And he did that scene. And afterwards, he walked off the set trembling. And he would just mutter over and over to himself, I felt that. I felt that. <laughs> and that's what I got from you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was great. I loved it. Because I don't know if The Office knows this, actually. Because I do actually rap sometimes in my free time. I've written a song or two. Have you? Yeah. What? Totally. Oh, my God. What a musical day that was for you. That was like six hours after the Tyler Breeze punishment went live. It was, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that was a day, wasn't it? And that was a different... That It wasn't quite rapping. It was more... No, that was just... Breeze yeah. speaking. Soft voice. Mm. Yeah. Is it my eyes? Etc. That one. Yeah, no. That, that was... Okay, I'm not going to say it was fun. Doing the audio was totally fine for that video. It was getting the dressed up and doing the doing the whole tie the breeze gimmick was painful. And I've seen a few comments. People were like, you guys enjoy these way too much. No, you just got to commit to it. I yeah. did not enjoy myself during that, but just got to commit to it. Otherwise, no one really wants to see you there like half-ass in a performance because that's no fun for anyone. Yeah, people always... We haven't had one yet where people have gone, ah... You, you are less over now yeah. than when you started. It's yeah. like having a match with Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. You will look better coming out of it. Totally, yeah. It is overwhelmingly positive, that video. I was stunned because I thought a lot of people would just be like, it's a bit cringe, isn't it? Mm. This is a bit not great. But no, everyone's like, oh, this is awesome. This is like the best thing I've ever seen all year. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, Calm down. Maybe we should stop doing news. And yeah, just, just do, do music videos. Yeah, music videos. Mm-hmm. Seems to be what the people want. Totally, yeah. So what was, because uh, of course, Prince Pretty himself reposted the video. He did, yeah. With a shocked face emoji. I don't think he's watched it. <laughs> I think. Because I think he saw the picture before when yeah. Luke did the tease mm-hmm. on the Talk Twitter account. He quote tweeted that one and put the shocked, blushing face yeah. emoji uh, and then he did the same thing with this video, but I get the feeling that he probably saw the thumbnail and was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> and then he just quite tweeted that as is. He seems like the sort of the sort of guy who would be into watching totally. fan stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't think he's necessarily opposed to it. I just don't think he's watched it. Maybe that's just my own insecurities talking, just being like, I hope he hasn't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just projecting. I don't know. Um but yeah, no, I, I I would be surprised if he's like, oh, what a great job this guy did of being me. I always assume, and it isn't just humbleness. Mm. I think it's just like, no, this is realistic. Yeah, I went like, there's so many people. I don't, don't want to put your Tyler Breeze thing into perspective. <laughs> but when when I uh, was on the CM Punk video <laughs> with CM Punk, uh, everyone was like, oh my god, CM Punk's seen the thing. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I was like, 
He doesn't know what I am. <laughs> he doesn't know me. He doesn't know this. <laughs> he just he just saw that and probably thought YouTube. Yeah. There's yeah. A, a nebulous YouTube thing out there. Exactly. And this is one side of it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But we do know that Luchasaurus is a big fan of us. Oh, yeah, he is. What yeah. a sweetheart. Love Go over to Dave's Raw Review and, and News Combo video because he filmed an intro for us. Mm. I mean, love it's a, I did, because Tony Khan did say it won't just all be money. <laughs> there, there will be some talent appearances for all the bias you send our way. Well, now we've got Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Half. And we've also <laughs> got Luchasaurus. I like, yeah, Randy made that joke. He was like, oh, Luchasaurus said the name of the channel wrong. It's wrestling talk. <laughs> it's wrestling talk. Don't know well, what he's talking about. Uh, just before, actually, no, no, no. We should get into the main show. We should. Uh, but to put a tease for what we're going to talk about on the outro, mm. I want to know what those raps are about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about Raw. And we're going to be talking about Samoa Joe turning face. Here's the show. Samoa Joe. This was, interestingly, this was a pre-recorded episode. Mm. Everything we saw last night, probably with the exception of the R-Truth 24-7 titles stuff, was filmed last Monday around last Monday's episode of Raw. Yep. And you could tell that from the crowd reactions, but you can't really help that. As you were going into it, I knew it was going to be a bit hard because I've sat through... TV tapings before, and by the time you get into... I've sat through four episodes of one before, and by the time you get into the fourth one, you are flagging. It doesn't yeah. matter how good the show is, you are going to... You're going to tank by, by the end of it. Two three-hour episodes. <clears throat> it's a long back time. Back to back. Yeah, it's, a it's long too much. Time. If a normal episode of Raw seems a bit tired, mm. think, how, think how bad it must have been for them. But... For that, and, and like, of course, we know everything that was going to happen on this show. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the live reports and stuff told us all the spoilers, who would won which matches, mm -hmm. that Samoa Joe was going to sort of make this babyface, not comeback, but kind of return to action. Yeah. Because he's been out injured for a while. I don't know if it's because I knew everything that was going to happen. Because that, that, that is a statistically proven thing where people who know the endings to movies or books actually enjoy them more. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Because you can kind of like, obviously it takes the thrill out of the initial spoiler-free reading. Mm -hmm. But if people know what's going to happen, you're like, oh, well, I'm not raising or lowering my expectations. I can pick up on certain bits through the episode. And I think that might be totally what happened here. Because all of Samoa Joe's work throughout the night on commentary, where he's talking about AOP being very bad, bad men, and how someone needs to stand up to them, really. You can't let this go unchecked. Really, really informed and accented the the final angle. Yeah, I mean, that's totally true. I, I didn't think about it until you just said it then. But yeah, knowing that Samoa Joe was going to have this angle at the end of the night, anytime he mentioned something on commentary about AOP, I'm like, oh, they're teasing that thing later on that I know that's going to yeah. happen. So yeah, that's totally, totally true. Uh, so I guess we should talk about it as it went through, because it started <laughs> off with, uh, towards the end of uh, one of the opening segments, AOP and Rollins had just beaten down uh, Owens and... 
I think it was just Owens. It was just Owens, wasn't it? Yeah. Mo um, and Jojo Rawley have run off by that. Point. That's right, yeah. But we'll talk about that match later on. But as they were walking away, Joe starts talking about how he knows what a, a bad person is. He comes from a family of bad, bad men. I'm a bad, bad man. Oh, it was awesome. I was like, that's great. He, and he said, said that his dad was a bad, bad yeah. man. Yeah. I was like, like, why is that more impressive? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so much scarier now. I know your dad was a bad, bad man. He might beat up my dad. Yeah, exactly. But then he said, but they are not bad men. They're thugs. Mm. And I was like, okay. That's like, so it, it's almost like a heel <coughs> has now just recognized what a, a true heel is. Yeah. And he's kind of almost putting in perspective, yeah, I've done some bad things, but I'm not these guys. And it's almost a, a soft baby face turn to start with because you go, ah, yeah, you're not that bad, actually. Mm. Yeah, you're okay. I start to like you a bit more already because Joe has already endeared himself to uh, audiences anyway, just from his time on commentary. I think he's been a, a generally pretty good baby face commentator. He's not been a particularly heel color commentator. So I think just adding that on and just being like, these guys... These guys that you're booing, they really suck, and I don't like them. Is like it really put that personal touch of Samoa Joe, the character, doesn't like them rather than the audience shouldn't. Yeah, it really, really worked well, and it's something that Joe must have been aware of storyline-wise because you've got to think he's close to Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Heyman was such a huge backstage part of that initial Joe Lesnar feud, which genuinely moved business for WWE. It's so rare in these days where. Just one program or one character will shift the needle. But Great Balls of Fire was oh. a nothing pay-per-view until Joe and Lesnar got hot. And it was that that sort of main event that carried the pay-per-view. And, and he got added to SummerSlam off the back of it. Yeah. And Heyman was a huge part of that backstage, reportedly. Really likes Joe. He's sort of... He looks like a Heyman guy. Totally. He just took a, a guess. So Heyman's got the book for Raw... You would think he would tell Joe this is the plan for it. And, and now you look back over the last six weeks since Joe's been on commentary replacing Dio Madden. Like, yeah, you, you, you do talk about AOP a lot. And it's more AOP focused than Seth focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, at the end, he does the bad, bad men stuff. And then he peppers the night with, you know, when they recap that stuff. He just, it, it was so much more believable than King and Joseph. Re- really had a presence about him. Yeah. But the main event was a first time ever match mm. between Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Now, you know, if we're going to be critical, that's the sort of thing you should sell a proper match on. You should keep, if you, Seth Rollins has never faced Rey Mysterio. That's mind-blowing to me. Yeah, that's insane. I, I could have sworn they'd already had a match before, but I guess it must have been in, like, tag matches and things yeah. like that. You should save that for a properly booked feud or pay-per-view match, or at least, like, a destination TV match. But they didn't. They just put it here as seven minutes of action to set up an angle. Yeah. You know? So it was that the angle was the important thing. Mm-hmm. So you did shortchange that piece of history there. But it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. I, I just love uh, Ray's baseball slide sunset flip power bomb into the barricade. It's, it looks so smooth and so good. I love Mysterio. Uh, but Ray reverses a stomp into a six one nine. He goes up to the top turnbuckle to do the splash, but AOP run in, push him off, cause the DQ, and Ray's just ragdolling at this point. Yeah, he's totally. like, now I am selling. <laughs> I am dead. Do what you will. I think he's got a button in his back where it just makes him go floppy. <laughs> and, and they start pulling him up the entrance ramp towards a Christmas tree set with presents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they chuck him into the tree. 
And uh, Joseph and King just scarper. Mm-hmm. They're off out of there. And Joe is leaning back in his chair, just like this, staring at them. And you can cut the air with a knife. <laughs> oh, it's so good. He was so good. And he was just saying little things just like, <clears throat> no, I'm here. I'm doing my job. My job is to commentate. I'm not going to move. What are you going to do about it? I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. He looked at them dead in the eye and he said, if I get up, it's not to move. If I get up, it's both your asses. <laughs> and when I say it, it sounds like I'm coming on to you. Yeah. But when he said it, <laughs> there was no hint of sexuality there. It was just threat. Yeah. Oh, it was, um, it was amazing. He is so, so good. And then it, it looks like, you know, he's going to get into it because he stands up and he, like, takes his headset off and he's like, right, well, oh. well here we go then. All right, then. Just the way he he's sort of took his jacket off, he undid the cuffs, yeah. and he, he did this, like, you know, when he just touched yeah, his yeah, nose? Yeah, 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 he does that little thing. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. He's, he has such a presence. But then Rollins comes in and tries to defuse the situation, and he's like, look, 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 we're not here for you. We hear about Mysterio. Our problem isn't with you. It's fine. This isn't anything. Joe's like, he doesn't back down, but Joe kind of relaxes a little bit. Yeah. You can see kind of the, the tension's kind of gone away a little bit. And Rollins goes, okay, good. Turns away, walks past the two members of the airplane and just goes, finish him. Oh. He's like a mob boss. It's great. I love it. It's, and I think everyone's going to be talking about Joe here. And mm-hmm. he, I think he really was the standout. Totally. But low key. The best line and delivery was Seth doing the whole, no, 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 it's fine. Don't worry about it. It's cool. You're here to do a job. We're here to do our job. And then just turn around. Perfectly timed. Finish him. Finish him. And and it wasn't, it's not the chicken S word heel with the bleach blonde streak from before. Mm -hmm. This is a different kind of Rollins bad guy. Yeah. And I love it. It's great, yeah, because I think what's really nice about this one is he's not necessarily afraid to fight. He's just got really big guys yeah. to back him up. That's it. Is all it is. And he's like, oh, I can command people to beat up people that I don't really want to beat up because I'm busy with Mysterio right now. I'm going to go ahead and do a stomp. Let me do that real quick. And you guys can go take out Samoa Joe. Cheers, guys. Thanks. It's, <laughs> it's really great. And if his real motivation is a, a sort of establishing dominance over the rest mm-hmm. of the brand and, and other wrestlers, Joe's defied him. I get you can't if you're in Seth's mindset, you can't have people standing up to your guys. Mm-hmm. If someone stands up to you, you've got to squash him. Yeah. Like a like a, a like the bully that he is. It's weird because looking at his Twitter game over the last, you know, summer, I thought he was gonna go down the obnoxious, almost comedy like heel. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm glad they have him. I'm yeah. glad they've gone this way. Because it's it's refreshed him and has gotten away from the stink of the sort of controversy of before. Yeah. I, I think this is, and you know, it sets up Joe versus Seth, a feud that I know doesn't have good matches in it. Mm. I've seen this feud with the dynamics reversed, with Joe as the heel and Seth as the baby face, and they were clunky, overlong, boring matches. The, the work here was so good, I can't wait to see them. <laughs> And maybe it'll be different because Joe will be working as a baby face. Seth will be as a heel. And it's got uh, AOP to back him up this yeah. time. So I, I am I am very, very excited about that raw main event feud heading into the start of the year. Totally, yeah. I mean, AOP finished off putting Samoa Joe through the announce table 
and Rollins hit the stomp onto Mysterio on the stage. Mm-hmm. So they, they end the show, you know, standing tall, no commentary because Vic and King have just run away. So it's just kind of an odd kind of silent, eerie end to the show, which I thought was really, really nice. Yeah. And it does put over that Rollins dominance that he and the AOP are looking to do. I thought it was a really, really good angle. It made everyone look great that needed to look great. Big, big thumbs up. Thumbs up for everything. The best thing on the show for me, uh, outside <clears throat> Randy Orton caring, <laughs> yeah, selling, true. selling a leg injury. Mm, uh, but I, yeah, I can't, you know, apart from the feet, this is this is the best thing in WWE right now. Really, really excited yeah, about it. Totally. And it's multi-layered. We'll get onto that more in a bit. And apparently that is a conscious direction backstage mm. to give your main event players multiple storylines. What a concept! <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, this could change how I view a program because right now I'm like, right, this person's coming out, which means this person's coming out, they're gonna have a promo, blah blah. But if I see someone come out and be like, so who's gonna answer it yeah. this time? It it completely changes how you watch something. I I can't wait for that, if that is true. Because right now you've got Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, AOP, Joe, Mojo Rawley. He's in there. All all like within Rey Mysterio. Mm-hmm. All within one storyline really but they're all independent they can all branch off there's a six-man tag in there if you wanted to totally gives you so many more possibilities compared to how wwe have done things for about five years now where it's you're in a feud with this person that's it yeah you do not interact with any other character unless it's for i know the 24 7 title Mm -hmm. so yeah it's gonna it's gonna be a lot more enjoyable as a program because that's how stories are told get into super chats let's see what you guys think let's do that uh we've got one here from subroon 89 who said will we get joe ray and owens versus versus seth and aop which is what we we're just talking about six-man tag option i think that's great yeah that's a great uh you know because you've got various feuds you can do from here you can you, seth versus ko is a is a match that should happen joe versus what joe and ko versus the aop mm-hmm. that's another one seth versus joe uh but yeah, like to to sort of elongate those feuds, whack a six man in the middle. Six men, six men in a ring, <laughs> six man tags are so good at continuing storylines, but not blowing them off. Yes, that new, yeah. that's how New Japan books their live events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Michael Dominguez says, uh, "Who's going to be Joe's dad? Haku, Joe Dad, <laughs> WWE confirmed." <laughs> Oh my god. god Haku, Haku is terrifying. He is absolutely terrifying. Um Subrune eighty nine again says, uh, do you think Joe will swap between commentary and wrestling? I don't think so. I think this would be the way to stop him commentating. Mm. I think maybe one more. Maybe one more week where he tries to do commentary again and they stop him from doing that. Seth and AOP stop him from commentating again. So he's like, right, enough's enough. I'm getting back in the ring. I'm going to screw you guys over. And that's the way to get him back in the ring. Or yeah. I feel like it. this was the way to get him back in the ring now. 
one or the other. I don't think he's going to continue doing it for much longer if he is. I agree. And WWE in the past haven't done that. You know, unless mm. you are a con- you're not you're not really a commentator wrestler. You are a commentator that does two wrestling spots a year, mm-hmm. like King used to do. No, you know, Taz didn't even used to do that. He was pretty much retired by the time he uh, he moved over to the desk. But when Punk, I guess that that was a similar scenario. As soon as he was ready to return. He goes straight back into action, mm-hmm. and he wasn't going back onto the commentary yeah. table. And I, I, I don't think he should. I don't think he should. Yeah, he just attacked Cena with the chair, and then that was it. Mm. Uh, we'll just do one more um, before we get into the rest of the show. Uh, just a general WWE-related one. The Glitch Craig said, legit heard WWE 2K crowd noises throughout the show. <laughs> they were a little bit piped, weren't they? So it was a tape show. Totally. And because it was filmed last week... The magic of editing mm-hmm. can make, you know, and and sometimes there will be shots where the crowd are not moving, but you can hear cheers like they are. Yeah. And it is awkward. It but is a little bit. Re- and it is a bit like, you know, when you know about it, it is a bit desperate and embarrassing, but it makes a better TV show. Totally. I d- and, and, you know, like we are a very, very, very small section of WWE's viewership you got to play to the mainstream. And if you can make a better show, make a show look more enjoyable, and part of that is through sweetening the crowd noise, do it. I've, I've got no problem. I know some people are like, but it, it's lying. Like, we're watching wrestling. <laughs> it's, it's inherently o- over, over-egged. Yeah, and over Just look at any yeah. wrestling attendance figure ever. Yeah. It's all part of the performance. I've got no problem with it. Yeah. I don't have an issue with them doing it. I would have preferred if they'd have just done like tape the next week's show the next night. So then you have a different crowd. I don't know. That's what I would yeah. have done. Instead of doing like a back to back thing. That's just me though. Yeah. I, I think that would be a smarter way to do it. Mm. Uh, yeah. They serve too many masters otherwise. So the show started with the return of Kevin Owens, mm. who missed a whole week. Oof. And I like that. I like that he was selling the curb stomp on the concrete outside. You wouldn't know it, though. <laughs> so he just comes back with no neck brace or anything. Nope. Not really like, ooh, didn't do that once. He's just there. Good if old he, Kevin Owens. Yeah, if he's going to have a week off, at least, like, to come back and not show any symptoms of it. Anyway, he comes out. He's about to cut a promo but Mojo rawly interrupts him. Mojo Jojo. Uh, and uh, he said that there's going to be a no DQ match as well. Well, uh, Kevin Owens said it first. He said it's going to be a no DQ yeah. match first. And then Mojo Rawley said, <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a no DQ match. And Kevin Owens goes, yeah, I, I, I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> just, Kevin Owens is so <laughs> natural on the mic. He just has a retort to mm. anything that someone says. And it's so effortless. It makes him look like a human yeah. who talks normally. It's great. Um yeah, he. Um, they just said that there's going to be a no DQ match. Owen said that he's going to fight him first before he has a lot of things to say. <laughs> and then they get into their match. It's, it's pretty much that. I thought it was the perfect opener yeah. to a holiday edition of the show. Totally. Uh, it, it wasn't it wasn't cheapened like the revival uh, heavy machinery match with the, you know, the sort of gimmicky spots. I like that match. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. really fun. But it, it, they they did have a bit of a story from mm, totally. two weeks ago when Mojo 
kind of that they had a they had an interaction there, and Owens hit him with the the lead pipe. Mm-hmm. And you know where was Sami Zayn? Do you remember that? Yeah, what? Sami Zayn was Mojo's manager two weeks ago. For Is it too late to put in another storyline dropped <laughs> in your yes. video? Yes, it is. <laughs> Scheduled to go up. Uh, I think it's going up tomorrow. But, uh, but yeah, they this had... I So, I don't know your opinion. Mm-hmm. I think Mojo Rawley's is great. I think he's a fantastic promo. Mm. I love his promo style. I think he's great. I loved his mirror promos that he did. I'm not 100% sold on his in-ring work. I think he's improved tons from where he was before. Oh, when yeah. he was like hype bros to now it's like two completely different people i think maybe if he gets a bit more time to actually showcase what he can do on tv maybe i'll be a bit more sold but i think he's pretty good is what i'd pretty, play. pretty good well i think you know sometimes when you're so good i think you've got promo you've got look you've got in-ring ability mm-hmm. i think bret hart came up with these three yeah. criteria and if you're a 10 in any one of them you should be on TV every week. Yeah. And you just, you know, work around the other two. If you're a 10 in two of them, you are Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're like an, an all-round great mm-hmm. performer. Uh, but Mojo Rawley, I th- you know, I, he has the potential to be like an 8-9 promo. And he's he's actually quite physically impressive. He's a tall guy. Yeah. I, d- he always, I always think he's smaller in my head, but he's he's a legit 6-1 as opposed to a Apollo Crews 6-1. <laughs> I do not believe in the slightest. <laughs> and they, yeah, he's he's got the way he moves around the ring. You get it with a lot of ex-football players and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, but they have this kind of explosiveness. Yeah. Anyway, I liked it. And I really liked it when Mojo hit Kevin Owens in the back with a chair and said, that's got a suck, hasn't it? <laughs> Good trash talk. I, I think... He started off his trash talk, wasn't great, and then he had that really good line. I was like, you saved it. It was really good after that. Because at first he was like, huh, Kev? Huh, Kev? Huh, Kev? And I was yeah. like, yeah, what's the next minute? He goes, you like that? That, that must suck. Wasn't it? I was like, there you go. There's the line. You got it. It was great, yeah. Um, it, it was great. Um, he'll work from Ronnie in this one. It's like uh, Owens was setting up a table, and Ronnie just smacks him in the back with a chair and then pushed the table out of the ring. He's like, no, absolutely not. It's uh, great. Because it's an Owens hardcore match. Oh, I, I was thinking God. they started to set up these chairs... Uh, which is how I would set up the chairs when I was a kid to mm-hmm. go to sleep at a party. <laughs> so my mum and dad would want to stay out all night. Totally. I was sleepy. <laughs> but you just put these these two two rows of chairs facing into each other. So you've kind of made a steel table. And Owens is on the top rope. Not the second rope. He's on the top rope. And Rawley just flips him over his head onto all these chairs. Well, oh, mate. It's the holiday edition of Raw. <laughs> You're against Mojo Rawley in the opener. I love you. Thank you for putting this much effort in. Yeah. I wouldn't have done it. No. But it, it was it was a good spot. It was a great spot, yeah. Uh, sw- which, which he did no-sell. He was up totally. to like half a second later, super kick Rawley, swan tom bomb in the corner. I, it, it probably, this was a really fun match. I would have given it a couple more minutes. Totally. Uh, to allow that uh, but it ended with a pop-up powerbomb through the table on Rawley which is great and then he pinned him with like a knee across the chest yeah. and throat which was cool yeah I, mean, yeah. I, I thought this was really really fun mm-hmm. yeah. very very good opener um, and then Owens goes look Seth and AOP are going to beat me up in the back regardless so why don't you just come down here now and at least people can watch which is a nice line I would have preferred him to have had a plan yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because he did like a little bit of an idiot. Just yeah. being like, hey, come 
beat me up, I guess. It's like you just had a, you know, like a no DQ match. Get a chair at least or something. Like, just get a weapon. Be ready. Definitely a weapon. Uh, and also a Rey Mysterio. Yeah, You've that got an on-screen established partnership with Rey. It was Rey who gave KO the, the, the lead pipe mm-hmm. to go after Rollins in the first place. Seth and Rey are having a match later on. Mm-hmm. Where the hell was Mysterio here? Uh, but yeah, they come, warmed down. Up. they come down. They beat up Owens. Owens does have a little flurry back, but yeah, he got beaten up. Not not the best way to book a baby face. Came across as a bit of an idiot. But yeah. I, I, th- I thought overall this was good. And that's where... Joe had that promo afterwards mm-hmm. on commentary, yeah. which is awesome. It was great, yeah. <laughs> uh, then we get the first of many, many, many segments throughout the show about the 24-7 championship. And R-Truth shows up at the Rockefeller Center and he asks a random person on the street to just be like, oh, I've been invited to light up the Rock's Christmas tree. And the guy said, no, that invite's all in Japanese. And also, it's the Rockefeller Center and the tree's right there. No, no, no. Comedy. Uh, and then Akira Tozawa comes out of nowhere and rolls him up to win the 24-7 title. So it was a ruse. Okay. That's why the, the thing was in Japanese. Yeah. Something like, I didn't pick up on until I read a review afterwards. Yeah, like, no. Oh, yeah. I, I got it by the second segment. <laughs> it was that. But also, how did the guy know? Can he read Japanese? Oh, come on. Everyone knows the three distinctive alphabets of Japanese writing. Hiragana, katakana, and kanji. I, I, I knew the word kanji. Didn't know the others. It's Chinese, I believe. Uh, so, after that, we, don't worry, we will be back to the, oh, the, the so 24-7 time. I think they were down on the episode. Like, oh, man, we got about four, mi- we're four yeah. minutes light. Genuinely. Uh, do a Santa thing Our in truth. New York. Hide behind a tree. <laughs> uh, but then, don't worry, we got Bobby Lashley and Lana who came out to remind us about... They they pushed <laughs> that Lashley and Lana are getting married on next week's episode mm-hmm. more than they did that Natalia and Lacey <laughs> Evans had the first ever women's match in Saudi <laughs> Arabia. true, yeah. They, it was baffling. It I mean, was... I'm all for promotion. I think it's good. Totally. It's good. And that I, I genuinely am looking forward to that segment. You get to, you get to review it with Luke. I do. Can't wait. Luke's going to love it. He lo- <laughs> I, he's the same as me. He, We love cheesy wrestling weddings. It's very hard to do a wrestling wedding wrong. Because they're sure. always in bonkers. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, as soon as uh, Lana and Lashley came out, there's big Rusev Day chance, which I thought was great. I guess it actually shows that the story's working, mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, Alexander, in this match... Got in way more offense than I thought yeah. he would, considering that the reports were, reports were that he was supposedly buried and Vince didn't like him and all that stuff. He got in loads of offense in this match. He had the majority of this match. He was getting in loads of like some nice like flippy yeah, offense yeah. and stuff. Did like a big, uh, I think it was a, a dive to the outside and got back in and was getting fired up. But then Lana came in the ring and did a a promo. I think it was very rambly. It was weird. It was like. Hey, I'm the um, great, and I'm gonna get married next week. What next week on Raw? I am getting married next week, Monday Night Raw. I am getting married to to yeah. Bobby Lashley, and I'm I'm really smart. Thank you. Yes, I know I'm the smartest person ever, and it looks like I'm ad libbing and fumbling on my words. But that's what she did. That's what she did in the promo. It was so weird. I didn't understand this at all. I think it's meant to be part of her character that she rambles and she rants. 
But I genuinely think she lost her way here. Totally. Yeah. Uh, she also said, and maybe this was in a previous draft of the script that she was given. <laughs> She said, "This, you, you, you know, this is an, uh, you know, Lash is amazing. This should be a Greco-Roman style match." And I thought, "Okay, here's how we get the heat. Mm-hmm. Cedric's doing well, but now we're only allowed to do an amateur wrestling style contest." Mm-hmm. And it goes to ad break, and it comes back, and they're just having a, a wrestling match. <laughs> a wrestling still. match. It was so out of place. Yeah, and it was awkward. Yeah, but you're right. The Alexander looked looked pretty good here. He did. He looked, he looked great. Yeah, and it, I, I thought. The essence of Lana's promo was great, saying that, like, we're getting married next week. Bobby can't get bruised up and stuff because he needs to look good mm. for the wedding. That's a fine promo to cut and to distract the baby face. It makes total sense. But it just went for, like, two minutes too long. <laughs> it just went on for ages. And played into nothing. <laughs> like, just... Bobby didn't blindside to Zauer afterwards. The referee wasn't Tazawa. distracted. Sorry, I was reading my notes ahead. <laughs> All non-white people look the same. Today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's but not yeah. take that one out of context. Yeah, but uh, it, it just it just went to ad break and came back and there was nothing. It yeah, was, it was very very bizarre, and you know actually something they could have edited around. Totally, I keep yeah. forgetting if that was a botch. They kept it in a yep. week after they made it. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of, this is why I said Tazau. Tazau's being chased. Oh, Bobby Bobby won with the spear. With the spear, yeah. Uh, Tazau's being chased around New York by our truth Then we got uh, another. I thought I wouldn't class Lashley versus Alexander as a squash match. Mm-hmm. It no, went totally. like five minutes. Yeah. But now we got genuine squash matches four in a row. I think you're missing Caruso alert. We've Caruso got alert. Caruso alert. She was backstage with Rollins just being like, what are you doing, Rollins, you moron, basically, was what mm. she asked. And he was like, oh, I'm not bad. Kevin Owens is bad. See, I did. I went for a handshake, and then he attacked me, and then walked off. Yeah. And that was about it. It was pretty boring. Uh, but then uh, Drew McIntyre came down to the ring. Mm. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins were already there. He beat Zack Ryder in about two minutes. Kurt Hawkins got into try and avenge his brother, who was being roughed up still. Drew hit a sick Claymore on him. I mm. love the Claymore. Claymore's so good. To think so that good. came about as a mistake. I know, yeah. It's, it's so it's great, it's isn't so it? good. Yeah. Uh, and then he got, he grabbed a mic afterwards and said, 2020 is going to be my year. I almost believe him. Almost. Well, I think Hay- Heyman is obviously moving people around mm-hmm. on the chessboard. Yeah to presumably pull the road to WrestleMania trigger on them. And that is Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Eric Rowan, I guess, because he's been getting a load of squash matches. I guess so. Um, And Asuka. Yeah. I would say. Uh, And Kevin Owens. Yeah. I think they're all being, yeah, they're all being moved into place. It's gone on for a while. Umberto Carrillo would be another Mm -hmm. one until Vince kind of reportedly put a stop to it. But you, you've had about two months now of a lot of enhancement matches, mm-hmm. which hasn't worked on a week-to-week basis. But that's not to say it won't work in a sort of three- to six-month basis. Mm-hmm. Where actually, all these wins do matter, and when they finally pull a storyline trigger on them, people will be more into them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Because if, if you put two of these talents that have been having all these enhancement matches together... Suddenly, that's an interesting story because you've had two talents who have been very, very dominant for a long time. Yeah. And even though those matches haven't been enticing, 
who's going to win out of these two dominant forces is actually quite a good story to tell. So, yeah, I can see that happening. Uh, Becky Lynch came down to the ring next after her really good segment the week prior where she had a sit-down interview backstage saying, I need to beat Asuka. She's got my number. Mm -hmm. But management are kind of keeping me away from her because they want me to hold the title. Uh, So she came down to the ring to challenge Asuka verbally out loud in front of the the crowd for a match. Asuka came out, cut a promo in Japanese. Mm -hmm. What a heel. And then called herself Asuka Two Belts. Which was great. I really liked that. Asuka's so good. Yeah. I, I think that's what it is. I don't think the lines are particularly great. I think Asuka makes them great just with her promo style and her charisma. Yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. She's uh, awesome. Love her. So so nothing was really confirmed there. No. I, I imagine it will be... They did a lot of pushing towards next week's episode. Mm-hmm. So we'll find out there. Uh, reported plan is that it's going to be a Royal Rumble match. Yeah, that sounds Which makes right. total sense because Asuka beat Becky the previous... Well, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the SmackDown Royal Rumble. title. And uh, Becky uh, responded to her in Japanese to end the promo. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know how to feel about it. <laughs> it was all right, I guess. Language appropriation. <laughs> Asuka did it with English. It's like, it's like it's that kind of racist saying like, oh, you don't understand me, so I'm going to do it. And you're like, no. I don't know. It's whatever. No, no, no. It's, it's, all, it's all part of Asuka's thing yeah. as well. uh, Alistair Black then had a match. Apparently, a lot. so this was against a, a local enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. A lot of the wrestlers in those spots were apparently from Alistair, not Alistair Black's, Seth Rollins's training academy. The more you know. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I think that's a good move rather than just mm. make it random people like, oh, let's kind of create a relationship with a actual training school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Black won in about a minute with a Less black mask. Yeah. yeah, it looked great. But as he's walking up the ramp, Buddy Murphy comes out. Yeah. Just great. I, I, I always love, I, and it doesn't really matter who it is. If someone comes out and passes someone at two ships in, I'm like, oh, that's fun. I really love that. Yeah. It could be someone with absolutely zero storyline relation and they never follow up on it again. I'm still going to be like, oh, that's cool. Jinder Mahal and Randy Orton. Yeah. 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 Does it? That one might not work. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, but yeah, Buddy Murphy goes down to the ring. He's up against another local enhancement talent who came. <laughs> I don't know where he came from. Appeared. He apparated into the ring. I thought, oh, Buddy Murphy's going to fight the same guy. Yeah. But it was a different guy in yep. the ring. Uh, so he, I don't know where he made his entrance from. Black, uh, sorry, but Murphy just hit this sick V trigger. Mm-hmm. And then Murphy's Law for the win. And it was quicker than Black's match. Mm-hmm. So Alistair gets in the ring, goes to shake Murphy's hand. Murphy's like, nope, slaps it to one side. Black, Shrugs him off. Black hits a black mass and sits down next to him. Awesome. Really good. Loved it. I wouldn't have had Alistair knock him out with the black mass. I wouldn't either. I would just have had Buddy walk off. Yeah. Because I think that's twice now that Murphy's been laid out with the mm-hmm. black mass. I genuinely feel like this is kind of becoming like a... Uh, Obviously not to the same level, but a kind of Lee Dijak kind of feud. Oh, yeah, I think so. these two can just have matches always, and they'll be great. Because they've had two pay-per-view matches now? I think one. It was uh, TLC. Because they had TLC, but I think it was Black's first pay-per-view match on Solo. Oh, I think, right. Was, was against oh, wow. Murphy okay. as well, I think. Might have to double-check that one. Uh, and now, obviously, they're still going after mm. TLC. So I'm like, are they just going to keep on feuding till like, Mania? That'd be cool. Just keep <laughs> having matches. They're great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd be totally down for that if that happens. Um, yeah, he just got laid out at the end, and then 
that was it. Just sitting down next to him. Hmm. Uh, we get another video recap of uh, last week with Seth Rollins. Rey Mysterio cuts a backstage promo saying, I'm going to win, essentially. That's pretty much it. Uh, and then we get yet another kind of sort of squash match. This one had a bit more offense in it. I think this was a squash match. Yeah. Uh, Tony Nice versus Ricochet. And Nice had some pretty cool offense. This one, like he did from the apron, he goes into the outside, springboards off the uh, off the middle rope into a moonsault, which is a, a fun move to watch. But Ricochet just kind of won with the recoil pretty quickly. So I phased out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... I love all these guys. Mm. I, I think Tony Nese is excellent. I think Ricochet is, of course, brilliant. Uh, and I like everything that came before it. I love Mud. I love Muddy. I love Murphy. <laughs> I love Alistair Black. I love Drew McIntyre. But you can't put all of these similar style squash matches next to each other. Fine if you want to build talent up again after you know misbooking on the main roster. But you, yeah, you, you, it was it was a, a it was a creative and scheduling misstep, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't be phasing out in a ricochet match. Yeah. It will go against what you're actually trying to accomplish. That's true. Yeah, uh, Tazawa is trying to hide behind a Christmas tree in New York. Now, <sighs> Charlotte comes down. She got pyro. Is that new? I want to say no. Yeah, I don't. I, I just assume she'd have pyro. Before, yeah, caught me by surprise. Uh, now, this was after Asuka beat Deonna Perazzo the previous mm-hmm. week. Remember, Perazzo came out with an NXT name bar graphic mm-hmm. and an NXT hype video package. Yep. Chelsea Green comes out, the former Laurel Van Ness in Impact. We already knew this was going to happen. She comes out with the same style promo package. Here's who Charlotte's going to face. But with a raw name bar graphic. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if this is a call-up. I don't think if they know if it's a call-up. No. <laughs> just, she was there. She's on Raw. They're just going to make her a Raw one. It's fine. I don't know whether it was a botch or not. Dave Meltzer called it a kind of tryout. That makes sense. Like, it, you know, it's put you in here if you do well. Well, we might use you on Raw more. But I'm like, you should... You've got NXT. <laughs> yeah. That's where you try people out. Yeah. Uh, I... This was good. I thought Chelsea Green actually looked pretty good in it. She looked great, yeah. Because she took about 80% of this five-minute match with Charlotte. Mm -hmm. The problem is, it's against Charlotte. Charlotte's going to win. So do you really want Chelsea Green, who who is very good, just in there to lose on her debut? I I thought it was a, a bad decision. I don't mind her losing if they gave it more time and had her, like... I don't know, a couple of near falls. Like, she kicks out of a natural selection or, like, Charlotte does a moonsault and she kicks out of that as well and shows, like, a bit of, like, fire and, like, oh, this is a really, like, good competitor. Because you can look good in defeat, but I I don't think it's possible with the amount of time that they gave them because it was about five minutes. Mm. So I don't know if it's possible to look that good in defeat in that kind of match because then it gets to the other side where you take 95% of the match and then the babyface just hits one move and then wins and that doesn't make anyone look good. Yeah. So it needs to be, like, it's a really, like, fine line which they didn't quite hit, I don't think, in this one. But but Chelsea Green did look very good. Um, I uh, think she's great. But by the end, I thought, oh, that's Yeah, oh, oh Charlotte wins. Yeah. yeah, but I think in the early stages, I thought she looked very good. Her offense is quite fun to watch, yeah. I thought. so. Uh, then Santa is in New York with Tazawa and R-Truth, and he tries to make them be friends. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's Christmas time. Don't fight over the 24-7 title. 
before Santa then pinned Tozawa for the 24-7 championship and ran off. Yep. I don't have anything to add to that. It's weird how all of this, you could do the exact same thing, but just have Mick Foley play Father Christmas. And it would have worked. Yeah. I would have been into it. Yeah. I was already over this segment. In fairness, I wouldn't have been into it, but it would have been better, Mm. is what I'd say. Liv Morgan got a promo next. Mm, That she did. Anything but typical, she is. Oh, no. I don't know why I got a supernatural vibe from it last week. See, I still got that from this one. Did you? Very tenuous. Maybe that's just me wishing. (laughs) But she was talking about how she was young and impressionable and how the, you know, now she has to decide who she wants to be and all that stuff. I Maybe it's not that there was hints of supernatural elements in this now, but maybe it's that I could see them coming in in future promises. It's not like written out the possibility yes. of there still being that kind of supernatural vibe to it. Because I could totally see them doing that. It's like, oh, I needed to break myself down to find myself. And now she's being all like cutesy with the makeup and she's mm. got all the you know the fancy font that they use for emelina and all that stuff as well i think that that is almost too in your face and it could be a subversion for later on almost like the debut of a fiend character where we saw mr rogers bray white and then it was a complete subversion because we saw the fiend straight after it mm-hmm. so i don't know whether they're building up this cutesy side of her to then be like just kidding she's kind of wacky now i don't know i don't know i i was i was into this, mm-hmm. the, the first two weeks it was announced, uh, this was the first week where I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be lame. But we don't know. It's it's still too early to decide. It's yeah. just that... Uh, Need to see her, I think, uh, in the ring. Luke argued last week that this is just going to be that same gimmick that Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn keep trying to do with blonde woman after blonde woman. And I said, no, you've got it wrong. I think this will be something gothic, something subversive. Mm-hmm. But now I agree with him. So that, yeah. that's I, I hate having to say Luke's right. Luke's right. Yeah. Uh, after that, we got Randy Orton and the Viking Raiders versus the OC in a fun six-man tag. Yeah, in his veins. Uh, Orton got a a hot tag uh, in this match, but Gallows immediately threw him to the outside, and as he went down. He landed on his knee, which they really played up from last week because they had the extended calf crusher spot and the chop blocks and all the things that AJ did from last week. Uh, so then he was actually selling his knee. Orton cared. Yeah. It was awesome. He was really good at it as well. I thought he was excellent in the AJ match last week. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. And here he, the you know, generic six-man tag, really. It was fun, but nothing spectacular happened mm-hmm. outside the injury, the injury spot. Orton goes to RKO at Anderson, hits it, mm-hmm. goes to RKO Gallows, but Gallows pushes him to reverse it. And Randy kind of sells the knee off, off of falling, and that allows AJ to hit the phenomenal forearm for the win. I thought, what I really like about this is I think AJ and Randy have genuinely sat down backstage and have gone, because, you know, they're well-regarded enough in the company. And they've said, OK, we, we've got a program to work for about four weeks. How do you want to do it? And they've gone down to the very fundamentals of, let's do it around an injured body part. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so simple, but it's so effective. Yeah. And it's, yeah, Randy, Randy's great at the moment. Yep. I, I thoroughly enjoy this feud and where it's going to go next. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got another 
24-7 thing. Truth yeah. and Tazawa chasing down Santa. They get into a carriage, and Santa gets into another carriage, and then they both get out and then start well, running. they get in, and the, the horses go... And yep. for about, what, 10 seconds? And they realize that it's not very fast, yeah. so they get out. There's a good comedy idea there. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it right. No, not at all. Because <laughs> it looked like they just got in and just went, yeah. okay, let's get out now. Yeah, and and that was it. It was a bit pants. Uh, Rowan then cuts a promo to his cage. Oh, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you, I yeah, am. You look like a hungry. Oh, you look <laughs> Sure. Uh, Street Profits want the smoke backstage. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why I fell down this hole, but I spent too long this morning mm-hmm. trying to write, uh, you know, did you ever used to watch Lost? No, I never got into it. But you're familiar with the smoke monster? I'm not. Okay, so one of the mysteries that was never properly answered right, because yeah. it's bad, well, it's a bad show in the end, unfortunately. Yes. That I put a lot of time and effort into. Uh-huh. Was there was this this smoke, this mysterious funnel of smoke that just came around the island and sort of devoured people mm-hmm. really cool mm. wish they had an answer for what it actually was and i i got stuck trying to make a joke about the smoke mm-hmm. and it being this and it, it just it was very frustrating and i was just <laughs> like no i just i just forget it and, and now the line in my review is street profits did the smoke thing <laughs> but, Underneath that surface level is 10 minutes of riding out different sentences. It it took me about 10 or 15 minutes to remember what was in the Miracle on 34th Street fight so I could do my 12 Days of Christmas parody in the thing today. That that was impressively done. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, After that, we got Rowan bringing his little pet carrier down to the ring and he's facing a jobber. Another squash match, folks. Yeah. But the jobber has a tactic, which... I, I like because last week's didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just like a, another repetitive thing. At least this had something new. Uh, the jobber had a candy cane. And he was like, oh, Rowan, I'll, I'll give the candy cane to the pet. And Rowan's like, all right. And he goes to give it to the pet. But Rowan decides no, runs in, throws him around. Mm-hmm. Multiple claw slams for the win. He did. So this has definitely got to be a direction from backstage because they don't usually like people doing it if not. He hit the claw slam, and the crowd chanted one more time, and he hit another claw slam. There was also, I think, piped-in cheers for Rowan. Is he supposed to be a face? I don't know. I've I've never really... I mean, he's not been particularly heelish. No, but, but he's yeah, not really th- face-ish either. This was the first week where I, I was like, okay, so you're not an out-and-out monster bad guy. No. He's just protective over whatever's in his cage. <sighs> I don't know. One of the most futile efforts this year <laughs> has been this. Like, you genuinely made a star out of Rowan on SmackDown through the summer in that really bad Who Shot Roman Reigns storyline. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you've reset his character to just this this tosh. I don't hate it. I just hate it. I don't hate it in isolation. I hate it in comparison to what he was. Yeah. And how he was. He could have been a main event monster guy. Totally. Yeah. And now they've just gone back to, you've got a mystery thing. Let's yeah. hope it pays off better than the smoke monster. Um, 24-7 title again. R-Truth wins the title back finally because Santa's out of breath because he can't run much further. And then R-Truth just, just pins him. Yep. And then uh, 
read, it, this was actually the one part of all the 24-7 segments where I went... Actually made it <laughs> worth it, yeah. Uh, which was when referee John Cone was just like, guys, I have been chasing you guys across the whole city. I'm too cold for this. I'm going home. And then they were like, oh, we've got no referee. But also, Santa said, you've both been very bad. Yeah. You're going to get coal for Christmas. And our truth said, I don't want Michael Cole. No one does. That was good. That was a good line. Yeah, I like that. So that was the only segment that's actually made me laugh once. Yes. Uh, Rusev then comes out, gets a pretty nice pop, actually. Probably one of the bigger reactions of the night. And he came out with the expression of a man who doesn't care anymore. (laughs) He doesn't care about this stupid (laughs) storyline. He doesn't care about this stupid company. His contract might have already expired. Who knows? We don't know. So he's just having a laugh. Yeah. He was grabbing signs from the crowd of people being like, oh, we love Rusev. And he was like, ah, a sign that loves me. Like pointing to the camera, giving it back and stuff. He was great. Um, I wish they let more people be like this. Not that they're letting him be like this. (laughs) He's just doing what he wants. Uh, He got to promo saying that it was snowing on the ramp. And then then King, I forgot to mention this earlier, about three or four times throughout the show. I don't know why. I feel like King just really likes snow. Because... As soon as the show opened, he's like, oh, it's snowing on the stage. It's like, you've never seen graphics before? Like, what do you mean? And, like, later on, when Charlotte was doing her promo, he's like, oh, do you see the snow falling on her? It's like, King, what's your obsession with snow? And then when he said it here, oh, it was snowing on the ramp, King just goes, it's Christmas. And the <laughs> like, King, calm down, mate. It's just just a bit of graphical snow. That's got to be Vince saying, talk about the snow. Talk about Christmas. It's, it's really good. Rusev <laughs> uh, says it's he may snow be. snow word. <laughs> Rusev says he may be single, but he won't be alone because it's Rusev Day. And then No Way Jose came out, which is a bit weird, isn't he, a face? Yeah, face versus face, but it kind of worked. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Because Rusev just matched and kicked him, really. Because No Way Jose wanted to dance and Rusev didn't. But then he did. (laughs) Did a spin-a-rooney, the match-a-rooney. Yeah, and then he danced with all the conga line people. A couple of girls kissed him on the cheek and he was like, Ooh! Girls kissing me. And, yeah. Because that's his gimmick. He loves sex, remember? Totally. Yeah. Uh, it's, I don't know. <laughs> so I don't hate it because it's coming across so genuine. Yeah. And I like seeing Rusev like this on screen. Mm, me too. So I can't say it's not working. And the further away he gets from the Lana Bobby Lashley storyline, which isn't over. Oh, no. But, you know, he's he's not in the segment with them. It is like... You know, I am I into him as a wrestler who's going to beat people? I don't know, but I'm definitely into him as a character on screen. Mm-hmm. I like seeing him there. Yes, but it's it's Raw's got this this thing where I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel towards a lot of the stuff on it, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I just don't know. Yeah, uh, and then finally we get a, a, another Caruso alert uh, with Rollins. She's back again, and Rollins is like, "Really? Now I'm warming Nothing up for my match." To say to you. And he, this is they're gonna establish dominance, and then they head out to the ring, grabbing AOP on the way. Yeah, and they AOP were just standing by by the corridor, just out of shot. They're too big to hide. Yeah, uh, and and yeah, well, they the match we've already kind of talked about. Seth mm. and Ray had the 
the sort of seven minute main event match. Yeah. Uh you know, overall I thought this was a fine show. Uh I really, really liked the uh Joe stuff yes. to end it. And just him throughout the night just yeah, peppering yeah. in the AOP stuff was great. Uh I really enjoyed the buddy and black stuff if it wasn't marred with all the other squash matches on the show. The twenty four seven stuff really dragged, but um I, I'm curious to see about uh, Asuka and Becky and where that goes as well. Quite enjoyed their little promo segment. It was fine. And for for a pre-taped show, I thought it was all right. Because generally pre-taped shows are not the most fun times. I thought this was pretty good for a taped show. So I, I would give it a three out of five. A pre-taped show on in the holiday in the season. Holidays, like yeah. that WWE just usually phones that stuff in. Mm, totally. But all the stuff that you said... Randy Orton selling the injury. Totally, yeah, I forgot about Love that. that. Yeah. And the Kevin Owens opening match was mm. really fun. Yeah. I I was shocked by how little I hated this episode. Yeah. I don't know how to say <laughs> yeah. how much I loved it. Yeah. But you know, it's and the, the Joe stuff was absolutely terrific. It was great, yeah. Uh and the SWAF nation seemed to agree. Mm. On the community tab poll I put up earlier, uh ten thousand votes, fifty eight percent say Avroge. It does Decisive. skew a little bit negative yeah. because 18% said poor, 12% right. said rawful, okay. then 8% said core. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people really liked the, the Joe stuff. Yeah, understandably, because it was good. awesome. Should we, uh, should we get into the su- 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 super chats? Last super chats of uh, of, of my time this decade. Say, just of you, because we've because got... Because we'll be back on Saturday me, with SmackDown. Saturday, yeah. And you and Luke on New Year's Eve on New for Year's Raw. Eve. Yeah, totally. Uh, but yeah, if you've got any burning questions to get into this guy... Get him in right Let's now. Get him in right now. Uh, we'll start with some general WWE-related super chats. Jeremy Bell said, Aiden English needs to be the wedding singer. <gasps> That would be amazing. That would be such a good touch. If there's a way to get Aiden and Rusev back together as these That's kind it. of bachelors part, the bachelors party, yeah. the bachelors. I don't know. Screw it. Yes. Do it. Just do it. It'll be fun. Um, the glitch. Craig said, uh, "Ollie, which wet?" Uh, which wrestling wedding? That's really hard to say. Uh, did WWE do wrong? Oh. I don't. Oh, which one? I mean, the I can t- I can tell you loads of really good ones. <laughs> really good ones. The, yeah. the best one ever is, of course, Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Of course, so sweet. It's amazing. Uh, the I'd say the second best one. Ah, Billy and Chuck with the Eric Bischoff reveal because mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. Yeah, uh, I'll go over to Impact for the third place mm-hmm. uh, with the really good Hulk Hogan. Uh, sorry, Brooke Hogan, Bully Ray one. That's mm-hmm. when he revealed he was the head of Aces and Eights. Where would you rank AJ and Daniel Bryan from Raw 1000? Ah, uh, yeah, you know what, that, a bit that pants, was okay. I mean, Raw 1000, I think, is is a really good show. It is a good show. Uh, I, d- I can't, none, none come to the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Gazzatola of Rock and Roller said, uh, hard to get invested in anything on the main roster right now as I'm not switching to BT. Uh, you guys have mm. to keep me up to date between pay-per-views. Right, oh. so that's that's over in the UK. Mm. Uh, WWE is moving network provider, essentially, for the first time in three decades. Oh, crazy, isn't it? And weirdly, the offices 
are just across the canal from us. Yeah. We're going to their little launch party on the 15th. Can't wait. Uh, Subarune89 said, I can foresee R-Truth being a 100-time 24-7 champion. Yeah. How many is he at the moment? Oh, a lot. 20 plus, right? Oh, easily, mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, Tricky HG said, uh, do you think that Ray's title run has been tarnished in any way from all his defences having some sort of interference? I mean, it's not been long enough, really. Mm. It's only two title matches he's had. But yeah, I... Yeah, sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. He hasn't had a pay-per-view match no. yet. So... That's where you do the clean stuff. Yeah. I don't think it's affecting Mysterio's US title run. It is really affecting Seth. Like, mm. he's Seth must be 95% of his matches this year have had non-clean finishes. Yeah. It's ridiculous, and it does... It makes me less excited about seeing him wrestle. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Wilson Simon said, uh, if I was booking it, I'd have the same ending sequence for Murphy versus Black, but instead Murphy sees the Black Mask coming and counters into Murphy's law. Ooh, I, okay, that's really good. Mm. I wouldn't do the Murphy's Law. I would just have him counter it. Yeah. And then they and both... Then they stare. Like maybe they end up really close to each other. They're staring and slowly back away. Mm. You, te- you tease out the Murphy's Law spot for later on. That'd be cool, yeah. Uh, Blaze Mickelson said, Haven't watched Raw or SmackDown since the third week of the cucking. <laughs> just NXT and AEW. Uh, cucking plus six squashes makes me, uh, makes me confident I made the right choice. You know what? It was a... Maybe we've got Stockholm Syndrome, but I thought it was a pretty good show overall. It was all right, yeah. Uh, Subrune89 said, Liv Morgan equals Emelina 2.0. I hope yeah, not. I that hope would be not. less than ideal. Uh, the Glitch Craig says, uh, Ollie, Street Profits want all the lost smoke. It's not the one. No. You know when there's a joke there and you just yeah. got to find it? Yeah. We I'm want the smoke, monster. You're not going to get it, Pete. You didn't watch I know. the show. I know. Uh, general Wrestle Talk related super chats now. Uh, Mr. DDDO back said, uh, Merry Christmas from Australia. Christmas tree emoji. Christmas, isn't it Christmas already down in Australia? That's how time works. That's almost an Australian accent. I'm pretty sure it's a total Australian <laughs> accent, mate. <laughs> Thank you, Swaft Under. Christmas to you and yours. Uh, happy Easter. Uh, Zach Icon Lintner said, Happy Hanukkah, Chopper Pete and Ollie. Happy Thank Hanukkah. Uh, Michael Dominguez said, I learned all my British Christmas culture from Doctor Who. <laughs> cool. Uh, I hope you watch the good Christmas specials. I think a lot of them are pants. <laughs> There's uh, So on the podcast <laughs> intro that we did, I tried to do... Uh, Christmas chopper as a, a sort yeah. of bit of alliteration, but it only works written down with the CHs. Isn't Hanukkah also spelt CH? No. Isn't there a way of spelling Hanukkah? No. It's H A double N A Q U A. I don't know if I've got that one right. Look. H A double N U K A H. Oh, are they the same thing? So, yeah. You can, you can, it can be both. Really? Would you look at that? The more you know. Anyway, uh, NC Lauder said, Merry Christmas, Chopper. Merry Christmas to you. Uh, Rex Joseph Calmera said, Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to you, uh, Rex. Sol Garcia said, Merry Christmas, Ollie and Chopper Pete and the boys. Merry Christmas. Lovely Christmas time with Lovely the boys. Lovely Christmas time with the boys. We'll pass that message on. The Glitch Craig said, uh, In my head, I marked out like Ollie did for punk. Big grin emoji. 
for I don't know the Joe turn. Uh, Who said that? The glitch, Craig. The glitch, Craig. Tell us. I've got the uh, got the chat. I've got open. the chat open. So tell us, tell us what you're talking about. Uh, Gazza Toller and Rock and Roller said, "Merry Christmas, Russell Talk and Swaff Nation. Have a lovely time with the family and enjoying a little bit of the bubbly. Merry Thanks Christmas for all the to entertainment. You too. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas." Jobber JJ said, "Merry Chopmas and uh, been watching WCW all day, Ooh. and I can see why the company died. Don't have a uh, don't have a taser with you. Merry Christmas to my number one guy, Ollie." Merry Christmas to you too. Uh, Jobber JJ again says, Merry Chopmas. I'm um, drinking all the bubbly. Cork popping champagne bottle emoji three times. A little bit of the bubbly. Glitch Craig was talking about the Samoa Joe turn. Yeah, oh, it, yeah. Was, it was great. I've been waiting for him to be a babyface for ages. Uh, Jobber JJ, if you want to see us have a little bit of the bubbly, you're going to want to watch the massively overrun Christmas special that goes live <laughs> tomorrow. It's a it's, two hour video. It was meant to be an hour long. <laughs> But we got too, too drunk. <laughs> and there was four, six, six, seven of us. Seven people. Seven here. people in here. It's absurd. And it got, it just got stupid. Well, I apologize to everyone. I think we got a bit delirious because <laughs> of the heat more than anything yeah. as well. Plus drunk, it was, it was a bad combination. Uh, Blaze Mickelson said, oh, and happy birthday to Chopper Pete. Thanks. I'm going to start saying Merry Christmas to you every day next Every year. day. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See what you've done. Still not a birthday. Tweeter said, uh, my first ever Suit Suit Super Chat. Uh, I wanted to wish y'all a lovely Merry Christmas Eve with the boys. Hashtag support WrestleTalk. Lovely Merry Christmas Eve with the boys. Thank you very much. Lovely Merry Christmas Eve with the brave boys. Yep. Uh, Magnus Bernstrom said, uh, lovely Christmas time with the boys. Enjoy the holiday. You too. You too. Thank you very much. And some last minute super chats here. Nate Drop Surname said, OC versus Seth and AOP eventual feud. Thoughts? Maybe tag titles involved? Number one contender stipulation for Seth and AJ? Uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, mm. it's. Uh, I think you can make the heel heel dynamic work too. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. I think the OC kind of uh, ride that line a little bit sometimes. Whereas I think aop and seth are you know out and out mm. heels i think uh, oc can flip into being kind of a more baby faceish role pretty easily i think uh nate drops on him again says chopper you crushed the punishment video so good thank you very much everyone uh, go and watch that if you haven't already if you haven't seen it yeah we did friday we went up i sang tie the breezes theme song it was horrible uh subrune 89 said who do you foresee as champions next year Ooh. i'd say like major champions i guess because brock lesnar roman reigns <laughs> yeah exactly the more things change. uh i think it, uh, as much as i was a, a negative nancy earlier i could see drew mcintyre as a top champion in 2020 i think it would be cool to see him as a first time kind of top top level champ Cynical choice. Mm-hmm. Lacey Evans as SmackDown Women's Champion. Makes sense. Uh, hopeful, optimistic choice. It's a big one. Samoa Joe's WWE Oh, I was about champion. to say that as well. Yeah, yeah totally. That would be great. Really, uh, think, I really think he could genuinely be a draw mm-hmm. as, as the top baby face on Raw mm-hmm. with the championship. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, that's all we've got for the Super Chats. Well, thank you very much for everyone's su- 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 Super Chats. I feel like we're back on the uh, people remember that we do them again now after our yeah, a little uh, bit. two-week hiatus. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, have have a have a Merry Christmas tomorrow, everyone. Happy holidays. We've got a, a bunch of videos going up. We've got the two-hour Christmas special, <laughs> which is hideous. Oh, Jade Stars just uh, super chatted in. Merry Christmas, lads. Hope you have a great day. You Heart too. emoji. You too. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jade. Do you want to do one together? 
going to do it. It's like, it's a hard, you know, you do, don't you do that? Yeah, but I, I didn't know which hand to do. All right. There you go. Uh, yeah, we've got an awful, obnoxious Christmas special video. But do watch going it. Up, uh, tomorrow. It's great. Uh, some of the, we sing a lot of Christmas songs and it's, it sounds awful. It's bad, isn't it? Uh, but, you know, people sometimes like that stuff. I liked it when I was a fan. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know so what? I hope, you know, I don't usually like watching myself back drunk. I skip through. I start off so normal. <laughs> yeah, and, you do. And an hour 15 in is what I'm, you know, one eye is gone. <laughs> Start turning. Got lazy eye going. Yeah. Uh, and I think we got, you know, 10 best something going up tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow is every drop storyline of 2019. Oh, which has Which has a mistake in it because I talked about the Otis and Mandy Rose one. And then that storyline happened on SmackDown uh, after I've recorded it. Uh, and and we'll have stuff going up Boxing Day as well. I guess Americans don't know what that is, but that's the day after, day after. Christmas Day. And then you and Luke will be back in on Friday, Saturday. We're back to normal again. So only a little break for us here at Wrestle Talk. Yeah. But yeah. You know what I am weirdly... I, I feel like this set has become a bit of memento. Because we recorded <laughs> our Christmas special last Friday. We did. And it was meant to be an hour, hour and a quarter max, maybe. It's a two hour long video. It's a two hour video. It's going to go live on the YouTube video, the, the YouTube channel tomorrow. At 9 a.m. Is, is it a podcast? <laughs> Ooh, I couldn't oh, tell you. I hope not. I hope not. That would be <laughs> awful if it, it is. It is. It's obnoxious. It's obnoxious to listen to. I, I skipped through a few bits and. You know, I found it funny. There's some very funny bits in there. <laughs> Especially towards the end. But it yeah. is two hours long. It is two hours. It's a bit of a slog. And there's a lot of us in one room with all of us talking at the same time yeah. a lot of the time. It's so. confusing as well because Mike was, uh, Mike, Simon was really well mic'd up. Mm-hmm. And he's off camera. Yeah. So he does sound like God. Or, <laughs> or your own thoughts yeah, when you're yes. watching the show. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking around the, the studio here. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's some Santa hats on the floor. Yep. I completely forgot that Xander mm-hmm. of Xander Mania fame essentially sent us his headshots. Yeah. It was <laughs> so absolutely it was fantastic. I know. It was amazing. I mean, he came in on the SmackDown review, Did he? the WrestleTalk Live, and he said, oh, so you've got some uh, really nice photos in the back there. Yeah. What, what a handsome <laughs> chap. Was, uh, yeah, so it's great. So I know he's seen it. So I've been reminded since then about it. But yeah, it's weird because when, when people, Xandermania, if you haven't seen the live streams, the live reactions that we do for pay-per-views, Xander, as of WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35, will always tweet us a picture of him watching us wearing a T-shirt that just reads Xandermania. Mm-hmm. And he's got a few of oh, different yeah. colors. Yep. And he sent us some T-shirts, which are now my favorite. They're better than our own merchandise. Totally. And But also WrestleTalkMerch.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also his pictures. And it's just made me think that he's just got such a good level of no-sell on his face. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because he's like, look at my brand. Check out my brand. But I don't... It's not It's not feeling off-putting. Exactly. He's so deadpan about it's it. It's not him trying to put himself over, despite him trying to put himself yeah. over. What a balance. You know, when it works, it works. Should we hire him for marketing? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He'll start worming Xandermania into <laughs> Yeah. WrestleTalk will soon become just Xandermania. I want a YouTube channel made up of Xandermania, German Dan, mm-hmm. Blake Ham. Yeah. Uh, the Fishmonger. Fishmonger, of course, will have 
I, I always want to say Leroy Jenkins, but I think it's Chris Jenkins, the Hammer Man. Yes, yeah. Uh, DX Solo, DX his lovely Solo. wife, Alison. Yeah, totally. Uh, oh, Stephen and Giovanna. I thought you were going to say Stephen Larson. <laughs> They've already got one, Pete. <laughs> so tell me about your raps. Oh, uh, oof. okay. Um, are they real raps or are they yeah. are they are they pokey raps? No, that well, that's how it started because I had a, a YouTube channel back in the day. Um, and that's how I, I started doing it because there was various viral things that happened where it was like, tag your favorite YouTuber friend and get them to do a Pokemon rap and stuff. So I, I did a few of them because I was a YouTuber. But I was like, I really enjoyed writing these. They're fun. And uh, I have a, a very, very talented friend who does a lot of singing, rapping, acting, acts on stage. He's really, really good at all that stuff. And, um, and one day he randomly mess me, messaged me and was just like, do you want to do this song together? And I was like, um, I know nothing about writing a song. What? How? When? What? I was very confused. But we, we ended up doing it together. And I went to Birmingham and we went to a recording studio together and we recorded a song together. It's on Spotify. What? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, crazy. What's it called? Uh, I don't think you're going to want to play it on this show. It's called Anxiety, for starters. Uh, yeah. Is it a serious? Oh, one? it's very serious. Oh. Yes. There's a lot of there's a lot there's of a lot of uh, stuff called anxiety. called anxiety. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, is it? So, what's your rap name? Do I have to type in anxiety why, by person? Why, why don't I just tell you the name of the person who's actually on Spotify, and I just happen to be there? Uh, onesie. Just onesie. That onesie. onesie? Uh, I don't Artist. know. If, I don't know if that's him. There might be a different one. Yeah, that's not him. If, it, if you, you do, what, if you do, what, like Oldest like that. That's the one, one on the left. It, that's a terrible picture. Why has he chosen that one? <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's third one, anxiety. That's with uh, me and another dude. It uh, came out in 2019. It came out a few years ago, but he's only just come on Spotify. Re-release. So yeah. So um, there's two other artists in yeah. anxiety. I wonder which one's my, which one's me. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> because there is Marsh. Yep. And then there's also Quinn. Yeah. So I'm guessing it's Marsh. Really? Let's click on Quinn. Oh, wow, you've got a big... No, I don't. You've got loads of songs if I click I, on Quinn. Absolutely not me Oh, my slightest. God. That's absolutely not me at all. I loved your 2019 release, <laughs> Bad Lives. <laughs> that's not me. I think uh, it's just tagged a random artist that's also called Quinn. 2018's Bring It Back uh, LP. That was fun. Not, not even close. Not even close. But anyway... Yeah, we did that song together. I have sorry, got sorry, another. Sorry, in. you go ahead. The first track mm-hmm. on the most played of your Spotify artist page is <laughs> Chopped and Screwed. <laughs> That's not even me! But it's got Chopped What is in. this? I don't know. You wrote it. No, I didn't! <laughs> this is not me! Um, I haven't had a chance to go back to a recording studio again, but I've got like six, seven songs written and ready to go. Whoa! But, yeah, I've just not had a chance to, to go back and do any more. But I do love doing it. It's really, really fun. I didn't know you had this side of you. Mm, we, should totally. get you to do more, we should get you to do wrestling raps. See, I feel like I've pitched that quite a few times. Have you? <laughs> the occasional one. When? Well, well the, when there was... Uh, uh, let's think. 
You did a slight that, one, the 12 Days of Christmas was, today. That, yeah, <laughs> that wasn't a rap. That was really good. Uh, I don't was know what the, a rap is. John Cena would think that was a rap. <laughs> he would, wouldn't he? Um, but there was, a, there was talk of a collaboration with a certain YouTuber at one point mm. who tends to rap on the regular. Still on the back burn? Yeah. And I've, you know, I've pitched a few things about that because I like that person quite a lot. Mm. I listen to them all the time. Um so yeah, something like that would be great. Or like, I don't know, voting for a rap on my music video punishments would be you great. You wanted to do Thugonomics, didn't really, you? Really, I wanted to do either Thugonomics or like <laughs> Keith Lee's or the Street Profits. Because Keith Lee and Street Profits, people actually voted for, as in like uh, suggested as part of the poll, but then no one, no one voted for it. Nakamura's entrance music has a rap. I would totally do that. Yeah. I would learn Japanese for that <laughs> rap. That would be awesome. Can I, can I click play on anxiety? Uh, probably not while we're recording. Oh, I've done it. Oh, is it immediately sweary? Uh, well, put it this way: I'm the third person that raps, so you've got another two people to get through first. Can I just and the skip, first two are I very sweary. A... That's me. Did you say what career before you started working here? Correct. That's good. Yeah. I'm not so going to listen was... to one of these. And it's going to be like my boss is a <laughs> He's I hate prick. my job. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like wrestling. <laughs> I just watched one XT NXT takeover once, and now I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah, no, this was uh, yeah. So that was at a pretty not great time in my life for mental health and all that stuff. So it was a nice release in that sense. That's what it was about. I'm gonna put it on uh, um, my family Christmas. Oh yeah, it's a it's a Give real it a it's a real mood setter. Yeah. That one, yeah, it's Sounds great. Christmassy. Mm. First guy that's on there talks about suicide and stuff, so that you know fits right in with the right. you know family. It's the season. That's mm. that's when uh, suicide rates peak around Christmas. <laughs> you know, topical. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, family, just want to have a serious. <laughs> I've done serious some other songs that aren't about that. <laughs> no, no, I think this is appropriate. <laughs> it's not, definitely the most appropriate for my yet. for my family. Yeah, totally. Anyway, we should probably oh, yeah. go live. We need Good. to go live in one minute. I guess we haven't got time for a, an email. No, we don't. All right. Well, Sorry. thank you ever so much. Every This is my last appearance on mm, the podcast the for this decade. Uh, I expect all the other episodes to tank based on that news. Totally. Uh, but we've, I will still be appearing because we've got individual pre-recorded episodes like Best of 2019, Worst of 2019, yada, yada, yada. But yeah, thank you, everyone. I can't wait to, you know, to be back in the new year and, well, watch Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. I, I haven't got very long sights. So just, I'm just really looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom. It should be a good time. Uh, happy holidays, everyone. Uh, we'll be back, as we said, with a load of uh, the pre-recorded podcasty stuff and loads and loads of other cool stuff. I'll be back on Saturday with Datsun for the SmackDown review. Not too much. And yeah, see you guys later. Love you all. Goodbye. <laughs>